Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. Good morning. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Today we are live streaming from Miami on Jolt Radio. I have just returned from the most amazing art expedition to West Africa. And in a few moments, we'll be sharing stories from our adventure. Introducing the inspiration for our two remote live streaming broadcasts from Dakar, Senegal. I am taking you to Dakar. It's the capital and the largest city of Senegal. And if you want to compare and think about the two places, it's on the continent of Africa. We are on the continent of North America. The population of Dakar is half the size of Miami. It's located on the Cap Vert Peninsula on the Atlantic coast and is the westernmost city in the Old World as well as on the African mainland. The most prominent religion in Senegal is the Muslim religion. And you'll hear the call to prayer in the background of my first broadcast that you'll hear today. The history of this peninsula is tied to the advent of slave trade in the 15th century. The Portuguese established a presence first on the Ile de Gore, the island of Gore off the coast of Cap Vert, and they used it as a base for Atlantic slave trade. The Dutch, the French, and the English all took a turn as colonizers with the French being the one with the longest lasting influence in Senegal and in West Africa. So most people there speak a bit of French. Myself, I returned to Dakar after 40 years to explore the contemporary art scene. And my goal in particular was to experience the much discussed, loved, hated, and challenging exhibition known as Dakar. It's a month-long exhibition featuring contemporary art from African perspectives. Dakar has created its own story about the biennial, and it's rooted outside the Venice Art Biennale, which all of us know is the inspiration for the world of biennials across the planet today. It's important to note that Dakar doesn't at least in my knowledge, have a contemporary art center where exhibitions can be organized on a regular basis. But there are a number of independent curators engaging locally and internationally, taking art with African perspectives out into the world and working with local artists and bringing international artists to Dakar, to nonprofit art spaces such as Raw Materials Company, which is known for staging a series of fellowships and academic workshops and publications. So just to cue you in, Dakar's 13th Biennial of Contemporary African Art opened on May 3rd, and it runs through June 2nd. The main exhibition features a total of 75 artists from 33 countries, and the theme is the Red Hour, which the artistic director Simone Jami describes as exploring themes of emancipation, freedom, and responsibility. I recorded with him, and you'll be hearing that conversation on another program. The main exhibition is on view in the Ancien Palais de Justice, formerly the courthouse. Outside that, Simon invited five curators to present exhibitions of their own in response to the Red Hour, Le Rouge, 
at the Ifan Museum of African Arts in Dakar. It's one of the oldest museums in West Africa, and it is considered a prestigious center for the study of African culture. But to be honest, it's not in very good shape right now. It could use a lot of attention in terms of preserving the artifacts that are there, and it is part of a university. I'm sure that's part of their plan, but it is a challenge to present work in that space for the five curators that came to Dakar. They brought multiple points of view and a range of media, and without exception, they did their best to present challenging shows. We're going to hear about one of those today because I invited Marisol Rodriguez, a curator based in Mexico and Paris, to join me on my first live broadcast from Dakar. Marisol organized her curatorial project with artists not from Africa, but from the hurricane zone. So if you trace a line due west from Dakar to the other side of the Atlantic, you will find yourself in our hurricane zone, the Yucatan Peninsula, Central America, and the Caribbean. Besides being vulnerable to natural forces, devastating tropical storms, the region has also endured abrupt cultural invasions, beginning with the Spanish 500 years ago, and since then, countries within the hurricane zone have survived British, French, Dutch, and most recently, North American occupations in the region. And now that I've set the stage for the conversation you're about to hear, I'd like you to join me to listen to the first broadcast we presented from Dakar. My guest will be arriving shortly. You will hear me introduce her in just a moment. We are live streaming on Joel Radio from Dakar, Senegal. I'm really excited to be here today, and my guests are making their way up the stairs right now in the Ganale Hotel in Plateau, where I'm staying, and so you may hear some ambient sounds from the hotel, from the street. We are in a beautiful neighborhood of Dakar, which is very near many of the venues that I'll be going to for Dakar. Let me tell you about Dakar. It is a very important context for the exhibition of art by African artists and artists with a relationship culturally to Africa. I am going to be experiencing the exhibition project of guest curator Marisol Rodriguez. She is a journalist, curator, and independent researcher editor and co-founder of Mono Ediciones. She's based in Paris and Mexico City. She currently works as a freelancer for Confabulario, the cultural supplement of El Universal in Mexico, Letras Libras, and other publications and websites in Mexico and abroad. And she's bringing a project called Silence, Murmur, Clamor, Tumult, Zam Zam Chapter 4. Marisol is here. Hey. Welcome. At last. <laughs> You're going to have to kind of lean over to the mic. Okay. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> she made it. I made it. It's a hectic day in Dakar, like every day in Dakar. I'm very excited to meet you Me in person. 
You have a special team that's come to Dakar to put this together, a specific kind of environment. Let's introduce the team. They go by the name MID51. MID is the code of Merida for airports. And this is one of the places where they're based on. And 51 is the number of the house in which their studio is based. They are constantly moving throughout the Yucatan Peninsula, and especially Belize, which is a very important point for them. But physically, their studio is in Merida, and this street number 51. They're currently producing three different projects. One is a collection of books. They're really artist books about the history of the hurricane zone, past, present, and future. So the other project is this collection of 100 films. And the other one is Zamzam. Zamzam has six chapters. So each chapter can be a sort of exhibition. They don't really call it an exhibition. Like this, it's not an exhibition, you know, it's... Is this work in the context and is this whole environment not really an exhibition of objects, but more like an experience? It can be that, it can be a conference, it can be like different action in the communities with which they are involved. So the only condition is that one happens in the hurricane zone and one happens outside. So the first chapter happened in Merida, the second one happened in Beijing, the third one happened in Merida in Motul, in this uh, very small village uh, in Merida. And the fourth one is happening in Dakar. So we don't know where the other ones will be. That's very cool. Well, let's describe this an intricate environment that is not meant to actually be an intervention in the space in terms of being things on the wall. It's actually an environment. Can we describe yes. some of the elements that will be experienced? It's actually everything but an intervention on the space. Like, we actually made a point of not touching the space because this is a month-long biennial and it's happening in a very challenging country. Materials are scarce, uh, although things are expensive and the workforce is really incredible and people's willing to work. I saw no point in like producing, doing this grand production or bringing a lot of equipment. You have to work with what you have and the space that we have, it's very far from a white cube. The things that we're doing is cleaning the space, cleaning it very thoroughly painting it. So when we leave, what we will leave is not materials, trash, but we will actually leave a cleaner space than the one we received. So everything that we're doing is to install this environment is metal furniture that will be recycled. It's already said that it will be recycled. And the objects that we're showing that are this very simple reflection of all the themes I'm telling you in the hurricane zone will be very simply placed. There is a big object that was handmade in Merida. A big red fabric banner, which has this phrase in Wolof. It's okay. really like the punchline of the whole of the Okay, <laughs> so we, we can't know yet. Not yet, not okay. yet. So it has this phrase in Wolof that is gigantic on the banner. I'm telling you, this is a banner of 10 meters long by two and a half meters tall. And there is this phrase, hand embroidered, that was made in Merida? That was made in this town that's called Quimbila in Merida. And it's a town in which obviously the whole Yucatan Peninsula has an incredible history. But sadly, and obviously through all this new colonialism, really, all of these traditions, all of these rituals are becoming handcrafts for tourists. So one of these guys who has this incredible knowledge of craftsmanship, who is now doing handcrafts for tourists, we put him into the team. And he worked with us to create this enormous uh, 
crazy banner. <laughs> then you have a sound installation. You will hear the sound of bees. These are bees that were recorded in Belize, actually in a sculpture park in Belize that's called Pustinia. The honeybees in Latin America and the US as well, these are Africanized bees, that's what they're called. And these Africanized bees arrived in Latin America in the 1950s in Brazil. And they were part of an experiment to create like a more efficient breed of bees. But by accident, the queen bees escaped and they colonized all of America from South America to North America. And because they're very aggressive and highly migrating bees. So it's, it's very reverse colonialism by bees. That's and awesome. It's an incredible story. So we're introducing their sound here, but we're not bringing bees in the room. Exactly. Okay. So it's also interesting because for me, this uncontrollable nature of the bee, it's really like a metaphor of what remains of these African roots in Latin America which are more or less hidden. And not because there's not that many black people in Latin America. That doesn't mean that these roots and these rituals and all this history that we do have and we do share with Africa is not there. It is there. It's not that widely recognized. It's like the bees that they come and go and you know they hit you or they sting you and they go away. What do you hope that the everyday visitor would get from the experience. Going back to this image of the bees, I think it's a really beautiful image that for me, this environment and all these things that we're doing, both in the space and online, I'm hoping that it's really like a bees, you know, that you may get stinged or not. It may come and, you know, shake you or give you goosebumps or, you know, make you like, oh, gross, or make you like, oh, what a beautiful bee, you know? Sometimes you think like, oh, that's a really nice bee or that's interesting or I'll go and look it up. I don't aim for people to have this big moment of reflection. I think I just want them to, to feel stinged, to go to the websites and look for something else or to take one of our postcards that we will leave there and read more about this story that we're trying to tell. I think it's really like the bees. It's, it's a matter of, it's like a roulette. Sometimes you have one viewer that will take the whole history and will send you an email and tell you how interesting this was. And maybe someone else will read this phrase in Wolof and will be, oh, how funny these people that they took the effort to, to talk in Wolof. Or someone that doesn't speak in Wolof will have to speak with someone that talks Wolof to understand what we're trying to say. And that's already, that's already a lot. Hello, this is Kathy Bird from Fresh Art International. You are listening live from Jolt Radio in Miami. And I was just in conversation in Dakar with the curator Marisol Rodriguez. To learn more about Marisol's project and ZamZam's Dakar exhibition, visit duazamzam.com. That banner in Wolof that she mentioned if it's translated, she tells me, it means it's too good, it's too much. I ate too much, I need to stop. Now, I suggest you write directly to ZamZam to ask what they're trying to tell us. It's a very abstract project, but the bees certainly tell the story. That idea of Africanized bees taking over the Western world, I think, is pretty amazing. I staged my second broadcast from Dakar on May 8th 
from a local venue named La Boite à Idée, or Idea Box. And since the next conversation you'll hear delves into the local music scene, I think it's important to share a bit of Senegalese music history. During the colonial ages, Senegal was overtaken by many countries, including France, Portugal, Spain, and the Netherlands, as you heard. At the same time, Senegal had its own music personality, and in post-independence, there became a philosophy of negritude that rose up and espoused the idea of the griot traditions or the traditional instruments and voices of Senegal were as valid as classical music. And so today in Senegal, there's a great celebration of all kinds of music, many using traditional instruments. And two that we'll be introducing on the next show you'll hear are the djembe and the sabar. I'm told that those instruments are often the ones you'll hear in the drum circles. Miami Beach has its own full moon drum circle every month, and these instruments would be found there. The Bambara people from Mali define the drum's purpose as an instrument that brings people together, and that's certainly the case in Senegal because drums figure into every cultural celebration and all the contemporary music as well. The international art biennial that lured me to West Africa was celebrated on opening day with many drum and dance performances. You will hear more about the djembe from jazz guitarist Paride Pagnotti. The sabar is another really important rhythm drum that comes from Senegal that you will learn about from our guest named Nathan. That's because I accidentally stumbled into conversation with Nathan, who was a student of a legendary musician who played the sabar, named as Dudu Nje. Over the years, Senegal has Africanized Cuban music, funk, jazz, blues, and rap, sort of like those bees Africanized colonies around the world. Some Senegalese musicians ended up touring with bands like the Rolling Stones and Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. And now I'd like for you to hear from contemporary voices involved with music and art, the culture that is brought to the world by Senegalese artists in Senegal and promoted there all year long, not waiting for a biennial experience. Remote live broadcasting from La Boite à Idée. We are streaming live from Dakar. This is Kathy Bird with Fresh Art International. And here I am at Boite à Idée, Idea Box. Idea Box, yes. Welcome to the show, Aisha. Thank you. Let's I introduce am, you. My name is Ken Aisha, but people know me on uh, Akia C, it's my blogging name. I'm a producer, I'm working on art and culture also, and I do the promotion of the Senegalese art scene. Yeah, since seven years now. <laughs> what made you get involved in that as an advocate for art? Because I think it's important to do that, the artist 
uh, need to have uh, light. People have to know what the Senegalese artists do in Senegal and for me it's so important. So I create Wah Art, it means Speak Art. It's a website who does the promotion of the Senegalese artists and the Senegalese cultural scene. We start on that and after that we create a label to produce musicians. So we have also Wahart music. We are in this beautiful garden. I think it's part of your home. Yes, in fact, La Boite Idee, it's uh, like a hub, a place you can meet some people. We organize some events and tonight we have one guest whose name uh, Gabriel Dia is a Senegalese. He's a photographer also. He do uh, beautiful stuff, so we, we work with him for the Biennale. This is the concept of the idea box. Like We try to put in lights, like Wachart, some artists, some events, for the Dakarois, comme on dit. <laughs> for the public in Dakar, it's a pleasure for us to have people here. We exchange, we speak a lot, <laughs> we organize some stuff, so yeah, it's cool. It's very cool, and I'm really thrilled that when I reached out to Aisha, she was so open to having Fresh Art International bring Jolt Radio to her home, to her space, and share the voices of the people that she works with. And I'll tell you why I reached out specifically, because I'm here for the Biennale de Dakar, also known as Dakar. And they bring many artists from other countries to True. Dakar, and it's wonderful. But as it happens with many biennials, the locals don't get as much exposure as they might. And I did one live broadcast that you might have heard with one of the curators from the Biennale, Marisol Rodriguez, who was an invited curator. Yeah. And then this time I wanted to come out into a neighborhood and got stuck in a terrific traffic jam, and that's why we started a little late. But to come and meet someone like you that leads the creative life of the community all year long, you don't stop. No, I can't. <laughs> I have to do that because it's like a mission for me. I work on many things, but I love art and I love culture, I love the artists, so I have to work with them. I have to, you know, do the promotion, I have to help. Yeah, I, I noticed you even did a recommended list of places to go for the off-site experiences, and I've had some really interesting experiences of uh, that cool. since I've been here. I think it'd be good to let people know now who they're going to be hearing from that's here with us tonight. So we've got Gabriel Diaz, the photographer who does the exhibition. We got also Corina Fiora, she's a singer. She has a band whose name is Science Music. She do jazz fusion. We also have Paride Pignotti, an Italian jazzman who are in a residency in Dakar because we had Festival de Jazz of Saint Louis. He came in Senegal for that, and we have it here at the Idea Box because the house have Airbnb room also, so sometimes we have artists, uh, journalists, some people who came in Dakar and who want to live the cultural experience. 
So yes, we have many artists here, and maybe I leave my place to Gabriel. Yes, let's get Gabriel Dia here. Let me call okay. him. Okay, Gabriel. It's a very informal group here, and it's very exciting to be here this beautiful evening in a garden where there's a big tree in the center. There's swing. There are people discussing quietly the art and culture of the city and their own projects. Yes. And now I'm here with Gabriel Dia. Welcome. Hello. Hi. How are you? So you are uh, Franco-Senegalais. Yes. Meaning Franco uh, from France and Senegal. Tell me what work we are seeing here tonight. Tonight I will present my second project, Back to the Future. I've seen some of your photos. You have an Instagram account if people want to see your work. What do you call yourself on Instagram? Yeah, my name is Gabriel Petit Poulet. That means Gabriel Little Chicken. Yes, exactly. We don't know why, but I will post that so you can look at some of his other photographs. But he has photographs to share. And this is a celebration of his exhibition because he is the artist selected for the Boite Idée for their biennial exhibition. What got you interested in taking photographs? It's just to see the, the world. I'm really excited to take an image to see the activity in the world. Oh, I'm really interested by the color blue. The color blue. Okay, so that's what we'll see in this exhibition. You live here in Dakar? I, no, I live in Paris. You weren't always an artist. You have a professional yes, uh, history. What were you? <laughs> I'm civil engineer. Oh, you're still a civil engineer. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important for listeners to hear that there are many artists that their creative practice has to exist outside their earning a living. And you find time to do it. Perhaps the engineer needs to play. What do you think of walk art and boite à idées? What's your relationship with them? Three words. Love, love, love. They are very generous, aren't they? Yes. Very encouraging of your work. That's very cool. Thank you. Okay, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Okay, we are waiting for my next guest to come around the corner. We've got la guitare. Voila. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. I want you to introduce yourself. Tell our listeners who you are. Hi everyone, I'm Pari De Pignotti, I'm from Italy and uh, I'm here in Dakar to play with other musicians uh, thanks an association called M-E-D-J that means musician, Italian Musician of Jets mm-hmm. and uh, it's a beautiful uh, association that did this project and lead me to be here uh, with the, also with the help of the embassy and I'm so grateful with all the both the association and the embassy uh, for for being here. I'm planning with other musicians that are from here, Senegalese, and they are Nomokunda Sisoku that play the kora and his group. I'm I'm so so happy to to play with them. You were just here for the jazz festival, the Youth Saint Louis. Uh, yeah, I didn't play there, but I went to see the concert there. Tell us about it because I've heard it's famous. I went to the concert on Saturday and there were musicians that I know. There were Philip Catherine, that is a guitarist that played with this new trio and he plays some standard of the jazz tra- tradition. 
and there were also a quartet of uh, European musician. I, I don't remember exactly the name. They played a lot of fusion stuff and they played so well. There were a piano solo of another musician that came from Paris. A lot of European musicians in that festival. Was it a big crowd? Uh, a lot of people come for this? I think so. Very cool. And you're in residence here now? Yeah, I'm in residence here just the 16th of May. Tell me what you've done since you've been in residence. Uh, I actually saw a photo of you yeah. <laughs> in a village. That's one of the things that we are doing. We did already three concerts with the group of Numakunda, that is the band that uh, is playing here in Dakar. And we did this concert and also I'm starting to study some of the rhythm that is in Africa and I'm doing a course of djembe, it's a percussion. Very cool. <laughs> I loved seeing you in the village playing under the stairway. Or it was a beautiful experience. I went there the first time and I was really shocked because there were a lot of people that when we start playing every people come there to see they love so much music and this is so beautiful and what else do you plan to do while you're here we had the last concert at the 10 at Badzov is a club here in Dakar we are still doing the course of Jembe and I'm meeting everyday new musician also thanks to Ken thanks to the embassy and other stuff Probably I, I will play, <laughs> like always. I asked you if you would play something for us uh, tonight. Yeah, for sure. I can play something that is not in my new album, that will release on the June. It's a song in guitar solo that works. Before you play, just let us know, where will we find you when you're not here? Where do you yeah, live? I live in Rome. And I have my Facebook contact, that is Pari de Pignotti, it's my name. Also Instagram is the same. I'm creating my page now on Facebook. I'm late, I know. Well, I watched you play, and that's one reason I was very happy to think I would hear you play for okay. our listeners. Yeah, it's a pleasure for me. Super.
Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks, thanks. thanks. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, the, this song I played was a song, an old song of mine called Memories. And now I think I will play a song that probably most of the American uh, people know because it's a, it's a traditional American song that is called Machinonda. I listen a lot of versions of uh, Pat Metini, Bill Frizzell that are most of the guitarists I really loved and they are American so I, I'm very grateful <laughs> for their music. So this is an ode to American jazz guitar. Bravo! Got a little okay. garden audience. Merci à tous. Thank you. There is a lot going on here in music everywhere you go. And I have a lot of music I've been recording. Hello. Hello. Introduce yourself to our listeners. Indeed. Hi, listeners. I'm Karina. <laughs> Corey from the band iScience. It's a Senegalese band for nine years now, my God. Before we used to do quite a lot of urban music, so it was a fusion of hip-hop and funk and a bit of blues, new soul and stuff like that. And now we're like starting to touch a bit of the jazzy mood. You're based here in Dakar? Yeah, I am. Tell us about who's in the group. Nowadays it's like the new face of the band because uh, before we used to be three lead vocalists. It was me, 
stars who nowadays is known as Ibaku, so the the Afrofuturist DJ and Bashir. Then each one of us kind of like kept on doing his own thing. So now I'm the lead vocalist of the band. Ibaku is like uh, working on the Ibaku project, but he's still composing pretty much most of the songs of the next album, which we haven't released yet. Uh, we're about to, inshallah. <laughs> so it's me and four other musicians, drums, keyboards, bass and guitar. So half of the songs have been composed by Ibaku and rearranged by me and the musicians, and all the other songs have been composed by me and the musicians. Mm. Well, I listened to you online, and it was very fun. Your music videos especially are very entertaining. Oh, thank you. So, of course, I'm going to put some links up. So, yeah, we've been changing quite often musicians because here in Dakar it's quite difficult to, to manage to keep the same musicians all the time. It's what they call kharmat. So basically every musician works with pretty much five or six other bands at the same time. Now, as I said, it's a new formation, so we're working on a new repertoire uh, for the past two years, and we're going to present it on stage this week for the first time after two years. Woohoo! Quite happy about that. That's a big deal. It is, yeah. I've been missing like doing gigs so much. I love the stage. <laughs> I'm very pleased to be able to have Corina Fiore here tonight with iScience, which is one of the groups that works with Wakart music yeah, label. Absolutely. They give a lot of support to a lot of bands here. Yeah, basically Wakart and Wam, which is like the, um, the musical part of the label, helps with management, booking... All the admin work that is really difficult to do for musicians themselves because unless you, you just you have like 35 hours days, you cannot do everything. A really big big up to Wahart and the WAM team because they're helping us so much. <laughs> I'm gonna present you one of the old songs from the first album. Push, 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 push
Je cherche le sous le fou, mais c'est fou que la fernale, je vois jamais le fou. C'est une danse ancestrale, arrosée au bout. Une incantation, comment on te trouve, faut taper au Dis-leur que le peuple est fatigué. Ici, on est tous, on est empaqueté. Que les forces de l'ordre ne font que racketter. Que les droits de l'homme sont toujours pas foués. La liste est longue, moi tu es petit, fils de l'homme. On s'est vu par les forces de l'ombre, je pousse, pousse. On est loin les Allez, 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 on a juste envie de se barrer, retourner, vivre à la bouche, mais fuck le système, y'a Dieu comme chef suprême. Nous on ne livre pas des bouches, retourner vivre dans la bouche. Nous on ne livre pas des bouches, mais retourner vivre dans la bouche, ça bouche, bouche. That was beautiful. Thank you. Tell me about um, where you recorded this. It looks like you were in the jungle. We were in the jungle. We're in the south of Senegal, like uh, a bit further down uh, than Ziganshor which is like the capital of the southern part of Senegal and we were like deep down in the bush so we just went with the instruments and started recording the clip at one point some hunters came by and uh, they, they were just really surprised to see us in the middle of the bush like mimicking the thing to do the video clip and they're like who are these crazy people like jumping around in the jungle and it was really hot as well and they kept on jumping and stuff it was quite hectic but we had a lot of fun it was really good Tell us what the song is about, because the lyrics aren't something that everyone will understand. Basically, in the chorus, we say, push, push, me want to live on the bush. So push, I want to I wanna go and live in the bush. So we basically, we're saying that we want to leave the city and the pollution and uh, the capitalistic society to go back to the roots and... Uh, to the ancestral ways, live in nature and uh, nurture nature, things like that. So basically, yeah, that's the main theme of the song, to be able to respect our environment. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I know there are some great urban tunes, too, that you've played that really have to do with the city. Can yeah. we share one that engages with the energy of Dakar. Yeah, absolutely. There's like the first single from the old album, which is called I Time, and talks about living in Dakar and the difficulties that sometimes we have. Because when we recorded the song, it was uh, quite a few years ago, we had a lot of uh, power cuts, a lot of water cuts as well, and there were many demonstrations in the city because of that. And basically we talk about this in the song, saying like it's really difficult to be able to keep on working under these conditions. But at the same time, the social living in Senegal and the fact that we share many things and people still have this thing of sharing this individualism is not something that is very present in here and that allows us to be able to keep on going forward yeah so i mean the song is here so you can listen for yourself <laughs> I, I, yes. one, two, three. 
Too. Thank you. I loved it. Cool. Glad of that. I can't wait to listen to your new album. Amen. We're working on it. So, like, we've recorded pretty much all the songs. Now we need to mix them and master them. So, we still have a bit of work, but like the big, big, big part of the work is done. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> and I understand we have a surprise guest. We do. We do. And uh, he's called Nathan. And he created basically any project. There's the Gadaj, Sabarap, and the chemistry. But I think he's better placed to be talking about this. So I'm going to let him take my place. Goodbye, viewers and listeners. Thank you for being here with me, Corina. Thank you for inviting me. What a pleasure. Yeah, indeed. Come visit me in Miami. Oh, yeah, Miami. <laughs> Definitely. Let's I'm coming. In, let's invite her. 
and eye science to play in Miami. Yeah, that would be really cool. Like, I'm all up for it when you want. Okay, <laughs> very good. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Salam alaikum. Tell me where you're from. Tell us who you are. You're our special surprise ending. Uh, I was born here but grew up in Florida. Which is really? Where, where you are. I just looked up your Facebook page. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What part of Florida? Cocoa Beach. Cocoa Beach. Yeah. Nathan, full name? Fallo. Nathan Fallo. Nathan Fallo. Yeah. And you grew in up Florida. in South Florida. Totally. That's pretty wild. <laughs> and yeah. tell me what you do. I'm a conductor. I have a, a music festival here with Dudun Jairoz, who recently passed away, but we are continuing the work. He was a UNESCO living human treasure. Very cool. And uh, we just did a show two days ago with Ken Aisha, who you interviewed earlier, and her rappers of our project called Sabar Rap. Sabar is the traditional Senegalese drumming tradition, which is something kind of uh, archetypal. And the hip-hop culture here is something much more like of an urban, international kind of modern vibe. And even though both elements are Senegalese, they never interact here. So one of the things that Dudu and I did together is to transcend these, these huge cultural, stylistic, and class as well boundaries. So in Sabar rap, we have Senegalese Sabar uh, drummers, Dudu's family, in fact, and the MCs of, of Wahart Music Association. And yeah, we played for a vernissage of the BNL a few days ago. Which group Sunday. were you? It's called Degidage Sabah Rap. Can we look up and play something from YouTube? We have a clip of Sabah Rap from a show a couple months ago online. The BNL show a couple days ago isn't yet on the internet, but we have like a one minute teaser. I can show you really quick. <laughs> Sabar drummers, four drum sets, three rappers, and me, the, the conductor. Where did this take place? Downtown at the Gallery Manège of the Institute made you choose Senegal and Dakar as your home base? I just fell in love with it. Pretty simple. I mean, I grew up completely in Florida, but having been born here, I wanted to come back and see my own relation to the place. Dudu is probably the biggest thing because he was a, a very much a, a legend who lived very humbly 
and received many overtures from international, even famous musicians to do things together, and he often declined because he's just a very modest, simple guy. And I came with what was technically a crazy idea to create this festival with him, and he was very open to it and completely in, embraced my vision. And that was in 2009, a year after I came here. That was my work until he passed away. We did his very last show, in fact. He was probably Senegal's first ambassador of culture and arts. Even before independence, he was like their like most elevated icon of like artistry and diplomacy and creativity and like not just brilliant on stage but also like an amazing human being. When you're with him, you felt like you were in the presence of a saint. It was really pure light. So he became my adoptive father as well and even though like I speak Wolof, but basic Wolof. Well, actually now I'm I'm all right. But at that time it was basic. And Dudu doesn't speak any English, so we actually couldn't converse technically so much, but I could feel that he kind of just saw it all and understood it all, and it was very intimate. And when I got married, he came and took the place of my father, never having known that I didn't have a relation, a close relation with my biological father. So that's how Dudu rolled. He was just so tuned in. And um, even the day before he passed away, he went and reserved and paid for his spot in the cemetery. That's how tuned in he was. So I really encourage anyone curious about Senegal to check out his work. It's really very, very powerful rhythm science and music, but also just magic. Dudu Njaya Rose is his name. Thank you for being here with me, Thank Nathan. You. It yeah. was really great to introduce Maybe I'll you. I'll see you when I'm visiting my mom. From well, I hope Florida. so. What's your name again, please? Kathy Bird Kathy. with Fresh Art International. Right on. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Cheers. I wish I could stay for hours because there's people <laughs> coming and going and such interesting yes. energy here, Aisha. Yeah, we got uh, many talents. Thank you for sharing all this with me. It's a pleasure. I mean, Jolt Radio is so lucky. My <laughs> listeners are so lucky. Fresh Art International, what a, what a pleasure to, especially to be able to introduce the different facets of the music scene like we just did. I think that's really important and yeah, I, um, I love it. I think, in fact, you have maybe 10%. Like, you have to come back and <laughs> meet more and more musicians. Maybe you make me in residence next time. Yeah, of course. And then I will just do an ongoing, a daily broadcast Why from, from Wakart. Yeah. <laughs> from the Wadi Day. It's a good idea. <laughs> I know, let's cultivate that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thank you so much, your mission to develop culture through your engagement with art and music is clearly appreciated in the community and appreciated by me as the openness you had when you offered to host me here tonight. Thank you. No, thanks to you. Thanks to you. It was a pleasure to having you and thank you for the opportunity also to speak about art, culture. Thank you for uh, the opportunity to Give, <laughs> give to us the, 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 the microphone and yeah, it's a pleasure. You, you can come back when you want. <laughs> this is Kathy Bird with Fresh Art International live streaming from Dakar, Senegal on my last night in the country for the moment, shall we say. <laughs> we say Jerejef in Senegal. And what does that mean? Thank you. Thank you to all. What? We'll sign off right here with a sound from a guitar nearby. 
who's going to come over here and play the last a young, uh, goodbye. Artist. A young Senegalese artist is going to put his guitar on the mic to say goodbye for Fresh Art International. What is your name? My name is Jean-Pierre. His name is Jean-Pierre. my live show from Dakar on May 8th, 2018. I'm Kathy Bird. Thank you for joining me today to hear voices and sounds from Dakar, Senegal. West Africa was our second stop on our 2018 destination Fresh Art Expedition, and there are many more stories to come. We appreciate all your support, your listening, your rating, your reviewing of Fresh Art International anywhere you go for podcasts. And we thank you for supporting our ongoing commitment to bring you Fresh Art International. Go to our website and click on the red support button to give what you can. The Knight Foundation will match your donation. It's the perfect time to give. Help us keep going. Help us bring you great stories. Thank you for listening. Join us every Wednesday morning for Contemporary Art Talk.